تهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أأتخذ من دونه آلهة يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغن عني شفاعتهم شيئا ولا قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, The Three Muslims. We're joined here with Lord Bear from Scotland. How's it going, Thank bro? Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Anil, how you doing, bro? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Thank you for having me on. Alhamdulillah, bro. It's always a pleasure to host Anil as well. You're looking natural in your element with the iPhone. How's it going for you? Thanks, bro. Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. We can expect a little bit of a professional upgrade in the days to come. Isn't that right? Inshallah. Inshallah. So, Brother Lord Bear, what is the story behind your name? So, a couple people have asked regarding the Lord Bear name, and I understand that a recent revert coming in with something like Lord in his name can sort of ring the jowl bells, but it's because yeah. in, in Scotland, in the UK, if you own land, you're a landlord. It's like a Lord Lady thing. So it's kind of been a, a nickname I've had for a while, and it never crossed my mind until people pointed it out, the whole Lord part of it. So I probably will change it in the future, just out of respect. And I don't, it's, it's not a hill I'd like to die on, you know? And I totally get why some people might be concerned, where a new revert comes along, gets a lot of attention, and goes by the name Lord, you know? It can be a bit red flaggy, so I'll probably change it in the future, but it has no ill intentions. It's just like a, a Lord Lady status. It was an old meme amongst my old friends for a while and I never considered it until it was pointed out so in the future inshallah I'll, I'll probably change it I think that was the the question all the Salafis were wondering so I'm glad that you you addressed yeah. it within the first minute also before we even go into it me and Anhel have no idea bro about your story to an extent compared to Rami because Rami was there in the first stream that he did with you guys unlike me and Anhel who are just joining today so this will be almost refreshing for me and him just as much as it is as it is to the viewers uh but before we do get into that do you want to tell us your real name or is that confidential yeah, yeah go for it my real name is uh is matthew hutchison and i'll give my full name because uh i have a disdain for uh like 99 percent of my comments are very positive but there's always anonymous characters who will criticize and give you hate and one of the things that always annoys me is the fact they remain anonymous and I think if you don't put your name to your word, it's probably because your word has ill intentions behind it. So I'm perfectly perfectly comfortable with sharing my name. Um, Matthew Hutchison from Scotland, 21 years old. I, I back up what I say. So you can go, go by Matthew today if you'd like. 
Alhamdulillah, Matthew, I like that. I'm, I'm just going to call you Matthew, bro. Yeah, Not because the comments about Lord, but because I want to address you with your proper title. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, my man. I totally understand it as well. And that's, again, um, ironically, when people point that out, I don't get annoyed by it. In fact, I like it because mm. it shows the, uh, the care that people have for keeping Islam pure. And I, I say this quite a lot, that I think there's going to be in the future a lot of influencers who revert the reason they revert isn't perhaps what they say, and it might be to become an idol that people will follow and lead them down a straight path. So mm-hmm. when people point out little things like this that I perhaps hadn't have noticed, I like it because it shows that people still care, you know? So I probably will change it in the future. Um, so yeah, inshallah. Mm, got you. Perfect, inshallah. May Allah grant you a lot of barakah in your journey of using this influence. Inshallah. I mean, okay, so this being said, let's go right into your story. We got a lot to talk about today. Your journey as a Muslim thus far in Scotland. We want to talk about Tate's War Room that you're a part of and some other things like that. So why don't you give, in a nutshell, your revert journey thus far? Yeah, so I'll give you a brief overview because I've mentioned a lot, a lot of it previously. And there's a few new reasons that um, I hadn't noticed until recently. And I like to use the term blinded by sin. And it seems as the longer I go with Islam and the more halal lifestyle I live while cutting haram, it's like the veil of that past life is being lifted. And you start to see in retrospect why you chose Islam. But to be honest with you, it it was an obvious decision. I grew up in the West. And I know a lot of the viewers are from there, but I'd say the majority are maybe Middle Eastern. And the West is so unbelievably disgusting, and I never signed off on it. And I don't understand, I don't want to say I'm different than anyone else, because I think we are all the same. But everyone around me was perfectly fine with accepting all the haram that the West has kind of been plagued by. And I never enjoyed it. Even, Even, like, for my example, if you take a look at the, in terms of male-female relationships, promoted in the West now is complete degeneracy, you know? And mm. I, I never lacked when it came to that, you know? So I expressed all my desires, etc. But even as a guy who, who could take advantage of that, I never enjoyed it, you know? And there was always some part in the back of my head that was going, this is completely wrong. And um, initially I looked at Christianity I had a joke when I was coming in because I thought the, the other gent was going to be here and my joke was going to be which one of you is the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son but he's not here so unfortunately I can't do it. But I looked into Christianity and the, the problems with Christianity nowadays and I don't want to get too deep into that um, because I don't want people like David Wood spamming my email asking me to come on. But um, yeah, I looked into Christianity didn't make a terrific amount of sense to me with the amount of translations of the Bible, the amount Mm. of um, rewriting of the Bible, the amount of different interpretations that made no sense. Like I always say, the word Trinity is never mentioned once. The word Christians never mentioned once. The word Bible is never mentioned once. Jesus spoke in Amoraic. And if you translate God in Amoraic, it, it comes out to be Allah. And you look at how Christians used to pray back in the days, it was head on the ground. So it didn't make a terrific amount of sense to me. And I think just because um, the war room had a big influence on it, you know, because I felt like I was sort of screaming in a vacuum to a degree. I, and, and you'll know this, Angel, because this is how, a lot of your contents regarding this, but 
you'll see things like, and I always bang on about this, but the fact that, um, and this has kind of become a meme because I say it so much, but the fact that pornography is completely legal for kids to consume and no one seems mm. to care, and I, I'm, I'm not signing off on that, you know what I mean? And then it was kind of like a, a process of reverse engineering. And I was thinking, okay, so the people who are trying to give my children smut on the internet, put my daughters, sisters and wives on OnlyFans, put me in debt, send me to war, they're also the same people who are telling me that Islam is bad. And in my head, obviously, there was a logic fail. And I went, well, the enemy of my enemy is most likely my friend, you know. So I started to look into Islam and I realized they were the only ones that were fighting the things that I wasn't signing off on. If you look at things like Riba, Fiat Currency, the LGTV agenda, the destruction of the family unit, the only people that were fighting that and, and to a, a really big degree with all, all the wars you've seen was Islam. And then when I started reading the Quran, it made total sense. When you start looking into the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he's like the archetypal individual and there's not any of that propaganda that is associated with how people interpret Jesus and his teachings. And I always say that once I read the Quran and I started going to mosques and I uh, started hanging around with more Muslims, I would have seen myself as a liar if I didn't accept Islam. Because the truth hits mm. you in the face, you know? And if you, if I refused that, I would have seen myself as a liar. And I have an interesting take on lying. I think when you lie to other people, you lie to yourself. When you hurt other people, you're hurting yourself. When you molest someone, you're molesting yourself. You know, all these things, like everything you project out onto the world actually comes back to you. So it was a very obvious choice once I'd looking into it, taking the facts. And it was obvious this day as well, because the, the amount of propaganda that was being hit uh, with Islam in the West, like 7-Eleven and stuff like that, when you look into that, it just crumbles apart. And that's why they required so much propaganda to demonize Islam, because you mm. couldn't just go make them an enemy because there's nothing, there's nothing bad in the Quran. There's nothing bad about Sharia law. This is why all this propaganda was required. So when it hit me in the face... If I didn't accept it, I would have seen myself as a liar, you know. So it was a very obvious choice once it came to me. Hmm. A couple other things, actually. The, the two things that I realized today that I hadn't mentioned before, and I've got them here, is, um, let me see. Yeah, so the community is a big part of it. And I know you, you guys will feel the same, but the amount of haram that's currently plaguing the world, and this is the hard part, because resisting haram can be easy. The problem nowadays is like you don't even get a chance. Like when you're a young guy, as soon as you're nine and you have access to the internet, you're exposed to things that 99.99% of the population were never exposed to. Uh, all the culture pushing you in a certain direction is going to push you into a, a world of debt and sin and heartbreak. And everyone around you is engaging in it. So it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And, and looking, and I don't know how you guys did this, because when I get a comment under my YouTube, I've actually stopped looking at my comment section. If I get a comment under my channel that's like, you don't know Jesus was God, you're going to hell, it infuriates me. And to think the amount of um, abuse that, that Muslims got over the past 20 years or so for things that were so, like, looking back on them, like the 7-Eleven thing and stuff, it's so ridiculous when you actually look into it. And to see all the abuse and infliction that was, was brought upon the Muslim community, the fact that you 
guys stayed strong and didn't retaliate in an aggressive way, stayed strong with your dean. If there's a group of men or group of people that I would want to, you know, brothers in arms, fight together to kind of bring back something like a Sharia, take out a lot of these haram institutions, it would be Muslims. Who else is doing it? Look at, look at America. It used to be a Christian nation. Your entire financial system is based on usury. Divorce rate is 60%. The average young girl in America now has a life which is, in essence, the same as a Victorian prostitute, but she's not paid for it until she gets to 20 and she's told to go on OnlyFans. They aren't doing anything. The only people that stood up to it were, were Islam. Another interesting one as well, like this is one that just hit me today that I realised as I'm living that more halal life and I'm cutting out the haram. And you can see this happen with Andrew Tate as well, where you get these, um, these guys that have ambition. And I think they do this in war, where, and obviously when you look at the wars in the Middle East, it's all before the war, there was no LGTV and there was no central banking. And if you look at Libya, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, um, Vietnam, all these places had state banking with a gold-backed currency prior to the war, and after it they had central banking, which is how you can bring in things like the corn, inst the corn industry, because you can just print money to keep it running. And I, I think another ulterior motive behind that is you take the alpha males of a, a nation that would have gone on to create families, create communities, stand up in the face of sin and haram being inflicted on their population, and you send them to a foreign nation to die. And if you look at Andrew Tate's story, he's an ambitious guy. And I resonate with him quite a lot, and I think that's how I've managed to get into spheres like the war room and do quite well for myself at a young age. The, the, the culture that's pushed on young men who have ambition, if you look at the idols, like people like Drake, they take young men who would have gone on to do, do these things, and they give them this lifestyle where they take that energy, they take that passion, they take that commitment, and they try and make you do haram. So if you look at Andrew Tate, for example, he has the potential to shift the world. And what he's doing now is fantastic. I mean, he's a big part of the reason why I revert to Islam. But prior to Islam, what was he using his powers to do after kickboxing? Casinos, nightclubs, um, putting girls on webcam. And I noticed this very quickly with me. Like last year, I had a few ideas that I would never act upon now. And to see, when you read the Quran, you read Sharia, you read what is Haram, you read the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Um, your whole view on the world changes. So now the things I'm doing is I'm making a social media that has no Haram on it. So when kids go on it, they're not going to be hit with propaganda, there's going to be no nudity, no Haram music, no false idols. If I didn't have Islam, what would I be using that, that energy to do? I might have put girls on OnlyFans. I might have ran casinos, you know? And if you look at what Andrew's doing now, I know he's completely stopping all that. He's coming out of the casino industry. So to find Islam at such a young age as well, that stops me from taking that potential I have and putting it down an avenue, which is haram, you know? So that hit me today. But it was a very obvious choice overall. I, it's only been a month and a half, and I say this to people very frequently now, that I couldn't imagine a life without it. I don't see another way of life that bears any fruits, you know? Like I, I, even if you're a, a guy that has ambition, drive, you know right and wrong, I don't see a way of life outside of Islam that bears any fruits to any degree. And I, I, I couldn't comprehend a life without it, you know? Even when it comes to marriage and things, what would my alternative have been in the West? You get some woman that's been ran through by 50 different guys, 
who has a Snapchat and Instagram account where if you question why she's doing that, you get gaslit into oblivion and you get divorced, lose half your stuff. Like, I don't understand the life outside of Islam, you know? And it's only been a month and a half, which is great. So I'm looking forward to seeing how things go in three months or six months or a year, you know? So, so yeah, mashallah, it's, it's fantastic. I feel very blessed to have uh, came to this conclusion at such a young age, you know? Mm. I guarantee you, bro, the last 20 years just seem like a blur. Like, you can't imagine life without Islam, no. You can't imagine it. I, I just don't see a way of life that would bear any fruits at all. Look at Jeff Bezos, for example. Jeff Bezos is the most rich guy on the planet. He created the second rich woman on the planet. Like, even if you're a hyper-successful, hyper-competent guy, your life in the West without this strong structure of living, this moral foundation, it's just going to crumble, you know? And I think a lot of the, the purpose I'm going to have is I kind of feel like, and I use this analogy a lot, that I kind of feel like, to a degree, I'm like a warner. So I feel like and there's one castle there's one fortress which is islam and then there's this satanic lgtv haram sinful way of life like this massive um cabal and i feel like i was kind of roaming in the woods not knowing what i was doing and then i I came to islam but i've seen the marching army in the distance you know so when I see things, and you guys will know this as well, that there seems to be like a watering down of Islam. And I think my role, in, in this life anyway, will be to ensure that people do not compromise their deen. Because when you start giving shaitan an inch, you, you really give him a mile. If women start taking off their hijabs, where does it stop? If you take off your hijab, why wouldn't you start posting provocative things on Instagram? And what are the fruits of that? Well, I've experienced it. So I think my role is going to be warning people about that to a degree and i've seen a few things which uh i've uh, had to keep my mouth shut to a degree i'm not going to name names but i seen something the other day and i know this is more of a shia thing i've spoke to people about it and i don't want to and this has nothing to do with you guys but it's just how i interpret things but i've seen things like no strings in the car and i think people nowadays may be inclined to accept that and i've seen that the other day and as a guy who's experienced where that goes i'm not you can't accept things like that. So if that's what if that's what I can bring to the table, where these new ideas are brought in, like temporary marriages, in essence, just to fornicate. It's just pretty much fornication. You get married, you you do the deed, and then get divorced again. If you accept that, where do you draw the line? You know. Mm-hmm. So inshallah, if I can sacrifice enough, I'll be able to stop these things from infiltrating Islam. Because I've seen it. And it annoys me because I don't think people know where that goes. You know, it goes to a very dark place. And those shallow, um, temporary pleasures that you get from that, in the long run, it's never worth it, you know? It's never worth it. So, so yeah. Crazy that we need a, a 20-year-old reaver from Scotland, bro, to tell us common sense about what's right and wrong in the in the theme. And I don't That's mean cr- this as a, yeah. as a slight towards you, bro, but just... A lot of people today thinking things like no strings in the car or temporary marriage and things like that are okay. I don't, I don't understand how 1,400 years of no nonsense, all of a sudden we think that this is okay. But if you really study Islam and you study, you know, bid'ah or innovations and things that are not permissible, they're nothing new, bro. They've been doing temporary marriages since 13, 1,200 years ago, even before Islam. This is something outside of Islam. Islam came to end that, but non-Muslim secular ideology will always bleed into Islam. That's why you will always find Muslims kind of co-signing these things sooner or later. 
Well, what I would say to that is, I would say it's a very different world nowadays, and I think you're going to face challenges like not like not previously, um, because of the internet. And I came to a realization the other day, and I want to bring this up again because I know this is going to get a lot of views, and I think it's important, and I don't think people have heard this before, and I think this is going to open people's eyes. This is why I'm working very hard to create a halal social media. So there was a theory, it's not a theory, it's been proven. In 2018, something changed on the internet where more fake bot accounts surpassed the amount of number of real accounts on the internet. And nowadays, I believe when you look into it, for every real account on the internet, there are nine fake accounts and they're not incompetent accounts. Like, people can buy followers. If you look at ChatGPT, the AI algorithms, you wouldn't be able to distinct between real and fake, you know? So say, for example, you wanted to normalize something like temporary marriages, which I don't understand how that's permissible in any form at all, because what is the point of a marriage? The point of a marriage is to stop men. And look, we can, look, we can all admit this. Like, of course, guys, we have the instinct to, to sleep with women, etc. But the whole point of a marriage, in my eyes, is to ensure that, that the woman is cared for and protected and that, that the child has a, a father in the house. So what is the point if you're just going to get divorced after it? And the point mm. I want to make, and this is very important for people watching, so I want you to listen to this clearly. Um, I see this a lot. Where, so, for example, if you wanted to get people to be normalized with things like temporary marriages or you wanted to normalize things like women taking off the hijab, you wanted to normalize men being more like alcohol and things. What you can do nowadays, and people don't know this, but I've looked into it and I see how it works. And again, with these platforms like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, they're free and they're free for a reason because you are the product. I'm launching my own social media. I understand how much these servers would cost. If you want to tell me that ad revenue is what's keeping that up, you're completely wrong. So what will happen is, say you take a video, and I seen this the other day, and this is what brought this to my attention. It was a young woman in a hijab, and the video was something along the lines of, oh, I'm sticking to my dean, but I really want to go out clubbing with girls and have fun. If you pump that video up to 900,000 likes on an account with a million followers, and again, you don't know the difference between real and fake accounts, right? These things are free for a reason, because your mind is the product. And again, with fiat currency, they don't need your money because they print money. So when people think it's financial, it's not. They print the money. Pump that full of likes. You go into the comment sections and then you fill it with a bunch of female bot accounts saying, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. What happens then? A real young Muslim girl goes into it and she sees, oh, all the young Muslim girls my age like it. I might as well do it. They, they see it as the norm now because, you know, women tend to just follow the This is how, back in the day, if there was a tribe that was being conquered by another tribe, the woman would instantly have to just belong to the, the new tribe. You see this in war, where um, a country will get bombed and then the women end up marrying the men that bombed their husband because they have to, to survive. So this young girl goes on to it and she sees, oh yeah, look at all these accounts. These are real people. You know, it's got loads of likes. People like it. Yeah, men are oppressive. I should take my hijab off. All this sort of stuff. You're going to see that because I've seen it in the West. You see posts now with these accounts again. No one knows who runs them. And I always use this. The term body count. Name me the person who came up with the term body count. You can't. Where did that come from? No one coined the term body count. It just got into the stratosphere. Now everyone used it. 
So a term which degrades a living human being to nothing more than a vessel for your lust has become the norm. Name the person that coined that term. You can't. It's inorganic. So now I'm seeing things where they tur the first thing you do, instead of dropping bombs on people, is you turn the men against the women because that breaks the family. So if you can get an account with a lot of followers, pump it full of likes and pump it full of comments that agree with videos like where guys will say, Muslim girls want to get married, but blah, 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 blah. Or an account for Muslim women will say, when the guy wants to marry you, but he can't afford a house, blah, 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 blah. Pump the comments full of things that are agreeing with it. Now you've got the men and women arguing. This is inorganic. It's not real. These accounts are not real. Again, why are these things free? So now you've created a fake culture that people believe are real, that is real when it's not. When people, when real people go into these posts, they think, oh yeah, the women are my enemy. The, the men think the women are their enemy. The women think the men are their enemy. It's inorganic. It's not real. So... Um, with regards to things like that, the internet is changing the game. So when I see things like no strings in the car, there is a part of me that is, uh, of course you don't want to overstep your boundaries, but you have to stay strong with this sort of stuff. Because this is what's going to be normalized. This is what's going to be fed to young people. I think once Dowagram, which is the social media I'm making, goes up, that'll change the game because you can't do that. Dowagram is wild, bro. I like that so name. I mod it, and if you do that, you're banned. Um, but again, these things, when things are free, why are they free? Because you're the product. And I use the mm -hmm. analogy over and over again. I'll use it again here because it's very important. If a farmer wants to milk an animal, if it wants to milk a goat, if the farmer wants to milk a goat, it can't. Because the goat will kick back, the goat will run away, it'll get aggressive. You can't. So what do you do? You give the goat feed. You give something it wants. And then it comes over, it eats the feed, and you can milk it. Twitter feed. Instagram feed. Facebook feed, YouTube feed. These things are free because you are the product. Why do you think pornography is completely legal and free? Do you think that's making a profit with 35% of all the traffic on the internet going to pornography day in and day out? Do you think that's an industry that can be sustained for free? I don't think so. But if you have fiat currency, you can print and print and print and print, keep it open again in Sharia law, that's illegal. So when these things are free, they're... they're you are the product. And I, I was speaking to a gentleman with regards to Morocco, because I'm thinking of moving to Morocco, perhaps the end of the year. And it's starting to get inflicted with this pro-A-B-O-R-T-I-O-N and LGTV agenda. And they always use it under the guise of freedom. They say, you're free to do this. Women should be free to take the hijab off. When they come at you with these freedoms, it's feed that they give cattle to, to mellow you out so they can conquer you. And all these things, and this is for the women watching this, so listen listen carefully because they're going to attack you because you're more emotional. Don't get angry at me. It's just the, the, the way it is. Um, what are you free to do? All the freedoms they give you are things you could do in a six-foot jail cell. So you're not free to buy a house without Reba because they're 400K because they've been artificially pumped up through the roof because companies like BlackRock can take money from the Federal Reserve, buy them all up and shoot the price of assets through the roof. You're not free to live off your own land. But what are you free to do? Murder your offspring? Do you think that's empowering? You're free to fornicate with people that don't love you. You're free to take your hijab off so lustful men can degrade you to nothing more than a vessel for their, their passions. These are things you could do in a jail cell. So when they always use the freedom thing. What they do is they target your empathy and they give you freedom. So if you look at the event that occurred recently, um, the, the Snowvid, the Snowvid 91, because uh, I don't want to get his banned, 
what did they do? They targeted your empathy. You said if, they said if, if if you don't put your gag on, then you're killing your gran. Because then if you question it, you look like a psycho. So what they do is they'll come in, they'll come to the Muslim countries and like I said, they'll use these social media platforms to artificially normalize it through fake accounts. And they will tell you, woman, you're free to take your hijab off and murder your offspring. You're free to do that in a jail cell. What are you not free to do? Raise a family without riba? You know, question these things because when they give you nice things that you think they're, you're going to enjoy, they're not doing it because they care about you. They would happily send you to the, the yellow and blue country that's at war with the other country in Eastern Europe. They don't care about you. They're giving you these things because they're feed and they want to extract from you. So be careful because the things they say, the things they're promoting to you under the guise of freedoms are not what you think they are. They are not freedoms. They're chains to enslave you with. And I always use the, the saying that shaitan can't do anything to you. He can't strike you with lightning. They always have to make you want to do it to yourself. If you look at the wars that occurred between the West and Muslim countries, they can't just put a gun to your head and send you to war. They have to make you want to do it. So they'll create events like 7-Eleven was an inside job. So then you want to do it to yourself. So the onus of sin is on you. If you look at the, the Z-I-O-N, um, it, it is real. Um, they can't make you watch the pornos. They can't put a gun to your head and force you to do it. They can't force you to murder your offspring. They can't force you to compromise your dean. They have to make you want to do it. So they always target your empathy or, or market it to you under the guise of freedom. So when you see these things being promoted in Muslim places like No Strings in the Car, where, oh, woman, if she's alone, because I've seen the guy, I kind of want to call him out, but I'm not going to because I, I might regret it. But it's always sold under the guise of, oh, a woman doesn't want to get married and she just wants to have fun. No, no, no. It's the freedom thing again. You know, and these are the chains that will enslave you. You can't accept them. Be very cautious of that because I've seen the fruits of that rotten tree and they're poisonous. So watch out for that because I can see, look, look at the world now. The only last hope is Islam. So of course they're going to try and subvert it and water down the deen. But no one can make you water down the deen. No one can make you compromise your faith. You have to do it to yourself. And the way they get you to do it to yourself is through marketing, emotions, targeting empathy, selling it under the guise of freedom. So hopefully now that I've said that, people can look at things that they were thinking or are potentially going to compromise their deen on, things like alcohol that are becoming normalized, riba being normalized. I believe in the Quran that riba, um, Allah said that if you take riba, you're waging war against Allah. It's a very, very, as soon as you take riba, you're a slave and that's being normalized. And again, how did they do it? They can't make you take the loan with interest. They have to make you want the Mercedes Benz so you can impress the woman that isn't halal. You know, they can't do anything to you. So just watch out because that's how they're going to get you. They can't put a gun to your head. They can't attack Islam directly, but they have to make you do it to yourself, you know? That's so crazy, bro. I yeah. read a book recently called The uh, Art of Persuasion. And in the book, the writer was talking about how we as humans were very emotional creatures. And that uh, when you're trying to get your way with something, instead of uh, like fighting your way through, it's just a matter of appealing the other person's emotions and making them feel like, you know, we're both doing this together, so it's in our best mm -hmm. interest. So they feel good to help you or to do the thing that you want them to do. 
And then now it's like I'm linking that with what you're saying. And it's truly like there's nothing logical about this. No, not at all. You said it. Someone's going to get, if I offer you a loan, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm going to give you $10,000, but you have to pay me back like four or five K extra just because, because I'm giving this up front. You'd be like, nah, bro, I'm good. But if I, if I'm appealing to your, your emotions, if a part of you wants to get this new car, well, let's say it's a Mercedes, bro. Yeah, and you, exactly. you're loving the way it looks. And you want it so bad, bro. Maybe it's like a childhood dream of yours. And I'm telling you, bro, like, you have never had this car. It's there, man. You can have it right now. You just need the money. And you tell me, bro, but I don't have the money. Bro, I can get you all the money that you need. But here's a, here's a drawback. You're going to buy it off your emotions, bro. You're going to take the thing off your emotions. So it's crazy that you're saying that. And that I never actually thought about it. But this whole feed thing. There you bro, go. It, Why just, is it all it makes free, sense. Man? Why is it free? Because mm-hmm. I'm currently running the numbers on how much it's going to cost. So if Dowergram gets a million users, which I think, inshallah, and oh, reality check, I think it will probably in the next few years reach 100 million users because there's nothing like it. The bandwidth that the money that costs to run without the app crashing, I know that these companies aren't staying afloat with just ad revenue. They're free for a reason. And with regards to Reebok, and I'm going to bring it up again, and I may people may get bored of me bringing this up, but it's so incredibly important. Everything starts with uh, Reebok. Because if you... So I, I'll, I'll break it down. Say us three were on an island, or say uh, the other gent was here. Say there was four of us, and we were on an island. And we were... Trading skill for skill. Say, um, Angel, you were a plumber and I was a farmer. You would fix my toilet and I would give you wheat. Exchange service for service. Then a gentleman who typically comes from a certain region of the world, um, and it is very, it is real, if you see where I'm going, um, he will come on a boat and he will have a barrel full of gold. There is no gold, but he'll tell you there's gold. And he'll say to us four, I'm going to give you a receipt, a note, in exchange for this gold that I have in my barrel. If you take this, say it's $1,000, because that's all a dollar used to be. A dollar used to be a receipt for gold that was in the bank. Now there's no gold. So it's kind of like coat hangers. If you go into like a club or a bar, everyone gets a coat hanger for their jacket. Well, there's no coats left and everyone has a coat hanger. And this is what why these wars occur, because people want to go back and get their coat. There's no coat, so the America bombs them pretty much. Um, so we take it, $1,000 each. He says we can build more infrastructure, we can trade overseas, we'll have a, a growth in our productivity. All I ask you to do is give me back 6% APR. Well, let me tell you, if you only have $1,000 in your economy and you've got to pay back 1060 you can't, and now you're a slave. And you see this slowly as time goes on, because if you look at Sharia law, taxes are not, you don't need taxes, taxes are a farce. I'm going to mention this again. I mention it a lot. Do you think they need the 50% from a guy in London earning 100k when a house is a million? Do you think they need that? They don't. They just go print 10 trillion to go bomb some country overseas because they won't take LGTV, right? They don't need your taxes. If you have to pay back 1,060 and there's only 1,000 in the economy, you can't. And slowly over time, things get, the money gets sucked out and sucked out and sucked out and sucked out. Look now, no one owns their house. No one owns their car. So then when an event like the um, 
Snowvid91 comes along, no one can defend themselves because they don't own the assets they are dependent on. So Reba's a big one. And I don't think, and I'm going to mention this as I always do, when you see things like what we were talking about earlier, like the social media stuff, like things like the pornography industry, which I will continue to hammer away at, I don't care how much gaslighting I get for it. People, people talk about, I'll bring up the fact that young children are exposed to the most disgusting things on the planet when they don't even mean to be exposed to it. And people go, you're so obsessed, it's because you can't stop watching it. No, I don't like the fact that young kids are now, every single child is being molested because of what's in their pocket. I don't like that. And the fact that people question me on that rings alarm bells. When you see things like that being normalized, you can't see it as a minor inconvenience. You have to see it as bombs dropping from the sky because it is. If you wanted to kill 50 million men like in World War II, it's going to be expensive. You're going to lose a lot of your population, the men, the fighting age men going into somewhere like America to bomb it. You're going to get a retaliation from that nation. Or, if you wanted to kill 50 million people in war, what you could do, give everyone pornography. And what happens then? The men become sterile, they become feminized and castrated, they don't procreate because why would they go seek a, a, a wife when they could get more women in five minutes than Genghis Khan got in his entire lifetime while they're at the age of, what, 10 then that brings in promiscuity because the women are unsatisfied. You give them a false idol like Cardi B, who again, was she an up-and-coming up SoundCloud rapper or did she just come out of nowhere? Cycle it along, 50 generations, there's now 50 million people that haven't been born because the birth rate's dropped. Look at the West. I think the birth rate in the West is like one point, in America is like 1.4. You need three minimum to sustain the society because people die, of course. So now there's 50 million people that haven't been born and, and the, the people that are still around are so broken because of the life they've lived, they, they can't fight. So you can't see it as a minor indulgence. These things are bombs dropping from the sky and I can prove it. When you look at um, it, it, it is real, when they took over the, the television stations in um, Palestine, what's the first thing they did? They took over three when um, band when I'm Mossad, and um, when they took over the television stations in Palestine, what's the first thing they did? They started playing pornography because it weakens the men, it cocks and castrates the men. These things are not minor indulgences; they're war, and it needs to be treated as such. And if it were up to me, the people that do this, if I ever had enough influence or wisdom or power to to bring it down I wouldn't go lightly on them these things are war and it can't be treated as any less as it you know and I, I can prove that like you said look at the birth rate you could have went into America in the 60s and dropped bombs or you give the baby boomers nightclubs weed um, raves and pornos and now the birth rates nothing you know these things are serious and by the way, that's a good one for the, the churchians that sit in my comment section, you know. You, you, you bang on about how Jesus is God, but you couldn't, you know, couldn't go to church when the Beatles came around, you know what I mean? And now the West is like Sodom and Gomorrah. So, again, treat these things with the utmost severity because I can see the fruits of it, man. It's terrible. And, uh, yeah. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, 100%, it's man. Crazy. It's crazy, you know what I mean? Um, but again, no one can make you do it. Sorry, I'm changing my light. 
no one can make you do it. Again, they can't put a gun to your head and go divorce your wife and go to a Beatles concert. They have to. It's like karmic retribution. They always have to make you do it. So the onus of sin is on you, you know. And like you said earlier with the Reba thing, what will they do? They'll give you a false idol, like a rapper who's in a Lamborghini. And I, this is why I warned, I'm warning you about things like people infiltrating Islam who will revert, but they don't actually have the best intentions and it's to lead people astray. They'll get a rapper who's... Like, who wants to be Drake? No one wants to be Drake. I could crush... Okay. No one wants to be Drake, okay? So, like I said previously with the social media thing, how do they get people to want to be like Drake? A sterile fruitcake who complains all the time, acts like a woman, is completely indulgent and materialistic, right? What do they do? So they'll get, they'll, they'll get things like Instagram, YouTube. They'll pump the views up on his songs to hundreds of millions. They'll get fake comments in the comment sections of girls being like, I love Drake, I love Drake. And then young men like me and you go into the comment section. We want to find a wife. And we see all these accounts of women saying, oh, yeah, Drake, he's so hot. And then we try to emulate him. And that's what's going to happen with Islam. And I'm not saying it's already happened, but it's going to happen in the future where they get these false idols and they, they, they stray people off the path, you know. But like with the Reba thing, they can't make you do it. They have to make you idolize some celebrity who drives a certain car and acts a certain way like Drake. So then you take the Reba and you enslave yourself. They can't make you do it. You have to do it to yourself. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. It all works in steps. Yeah, and that's how Shaitan works for. Yeah, it's like um, the you know you know how you boil a frog alive. So there's the thing where you put a frog in a um, in a pan and you turn the temperature up a degree and a degree and a degree and a degree, and the frog doesn't know it's boiling until it just drops dead because it's slow. And this this is how it works, man. And when you see little things like no strings in the car, I actually a couple of the war room guys who um keep me in check because I have a tendency just to go at these things like I was going to um, challenge him to fight and everything and like Muay Thai but I, I uh, reined it in a bit but when you see these things man you can't that's the beginning of it and if you start to accept that where do you draw the line you know when you when you separate things like because you see this now like people talk about halal dating you know how here's one thing right if you separate marriage and sex how can you defend yourself against LGTV? Because what is the difference between two men doing sodomy and a woman and a man in a marriage procreating? Is that you can create family, right? It's not inverted. If you have two people who are on birth control and like pulling out and doing disgusting things you see in pornos because it's free, again, why? You're now no different than LGTV. There's a good book that I recommend you read, and I know you'll love this, Angel, right? It's called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, and this is why Christianity, I think, was conquered. It's called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, and they took all the search data of Christians in America, and it's degenerate, it's disgusting, but this is what happens. If all the Christian men are secretly behind closed doors enjoying the things that they call sinful, how can they then prosecute it in person? They can't because they're doing it themselves, you know? So when things are getting normalized, don't accept it. And again, they can't make you do it. They can't make you not like fornicate. You have to do it to yourself. 
And the way they do it is through marketing. So understand that when they give you things and they sell it to you under the guise of freedom, liberation, having fun, it's to enslave you, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think the first step for many people is to step away from most social media. Uh, not the Dawa, the, what was it? The Dawa? Dawagram. Dawagram. Yeah, the Dawagram. Nah, we'll keep that, that one. We'll keep yeah, that one. If people want to be on this, uh, on social media, they can be on Dawagram. But I think the first step is for people to step away from the social media that is present nowadays. And then they can start to see how there's actually strings attached to everything. And there, it's almost like there's there's people in control from behind the scenes, like puppet masters. And I'm not trying to spin off like any type of a example that's been given nowadays. I'm just trying to say like there's always some ulterior motive. There's always like this plan that's going on behind the scenes, and we don't see it until we can take a step back. It's like being so far up that you you can't see anything around you, but the moment yeah. you you pull away, that's when you can see everything. And with these people, man. When they start to see that, I I don't know, man. I completely lost my train of thought, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I get what you, but this is why these things are free as well, because it's distracting. You know, are you are you? This is why I don't like music personally, because if your head's full of song lyrics, how are you going to remember to? How are you going to remember things? You know, so they keep you hyper distracted yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, I think. Do you know this? And I think I'm correct in saying this. So you know the the Federal Reserve, the place that prints all the fiat currency to go like do all the disgusting things we were talking about. You know what I'm on about? Did you know the Federal Reserve was passed on Christmas Eve? Why? Because no one cared. Because they were distracted with Santa Claus. You know? So they'll keep you distracted so you don't pay attention. And things like, like, I think music is remarkably nefarious, in my opinion. Um, and it goes back to what I was saying about they can't make you do it. So let's let's um, look at different cultures here, right? Um, the the black population in America in the fifties, civilized, everything was great. It was stand by me, um, let me cry on your shoulder, Christian, you know. Then what did they do? They couldn't go up to that guy, that man who was working hard for his family in the fifties, and go. You're going to get a gun, you're going to leave the woman, like what happens three out of four times now, and you're going to go join a gang, because they would have said no. So what do they do? Here's Jay-Z, here's 50 Cent, idolize him, now they go do it. The same words that they put in these rap lyrics, if they had told that to that guy, without the lyrics, without the music, sorry, he would have rejected it. So they give you that hypnotic beat, so you accept it. Look at woman. If you took a woman in the West in the 50s, a, a, a mother with eight kids and a husband who would take a bullet for her, and you told her, you're going to leave that guy, you're going to make an OnlyFans account, murder your children while they're in your womb, and then you're, go- then you're going to get ran through by strangers in a club, they would have punched you. They would have re- refused it. So what do they do? Cardi B. My whap. And then they accept it. London. London was what? an architectural beautiful place a powerhouse in the world it was completely normal safe place so they give you dig a d they give the drill you get they give you drill music where you stab this guy stab that guy stab this guy now it's the stab capital of the world if you look at like um people of my ethnicity like white people in europe like vikings they couldn't go up to that guy and say 
you're going to be a cuck loser who's spineless and cowards to mums on Facebook giving you smack because you won't put a gag over your face like we've seen over the past few years. So they'll give you Ed Sheeran. My woman is God. I'm a cuck. And now every guy in the West is a cuck. You know, it's all it's through the music that they get you. The same, the lyrics in the music, if they told that to you in person, you would slap them in the face. So they give you that hypnotic beat to insert the programming in, you know? Where, where, is, where is music not allowed? In Islam, it's haram, you know? Yeah, yeah. So when these things get normalized, don't accept them. Because, again, why, why is all Cardi B's music free? Why is Cardi B's music all free? When houses yeah. are through the roof, when food's full of incarcinogens and you can't afford to feed your family, when the cost of living's through the roof, why is Cardi B's music all free? Because you're the product, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's programming. It's complete programming. And again, like we said, they can't make you do it. You have to do it to yourself. So they, they'll hammer you with all these things just to try and get you to do it. But you can exactly. refrain, you know? Like, Shaitan yeah. is below you. you. You can reject him. And this is exactly what I was trying to get on before, before my train of thought had left me. You know, inshallah, doesn't leave me again. But once we take a step back and we start to see that everything is not real, and then we start to see that these people, these idols that are uh, being made to be these top things where we're all going to follow them, it's fake. See, these yeah, rappers, sure. it's fake, bro. Like, in Puerto Rico, we have so many of these... Uh, these reggaeton rappers that are yeah. big. Let me tell you, bro, they're big. But when you actually look into their lives, they are nothing of what they portray. The things they say they do, the life they say they live, none of it is real. Yeah, and then when you start to see this, you start to ask yourself the question, okay, well, why are they making music in this manner? It, it can't just be to get their ego off. Right, maybe a, a little part of it is to get their ego off, but then you start to get the realization: okay, it's it's definitely programming. There's definitely yeah. an ulterior motive here. And then it's like we were talking about the music. You listen to music. The moment you start to listen to something and it is it, it sounds good, you start to bob your head. The moment you start to bob your head, or you move your body in any way, shape, or form, which most oftentimes you can't even stop yourself from doing it. I have a but point, the yeah. moment you do that. That's it. You've already submitted subconsciously to the music. And when you submit it subconsciously to the music, whatever is being said within the music, like we were talking about, you are taking all of that in. Whereas before, you wouldn't have accepted anything that they were saying. So I think it's crazy, man, when we really boil down to what's really going on behind the scenes. Big time. This is where I get theological with things as well. So you'll know this. I think you, you'll probably know a lot about this about like the subconscious mind, how it works, right? So I don't consciously think contract, bicep, extend. It just happens. You know, when you're driving a car, you don't really consciously think anything. It's just like all patterns. When you cut open a human brain, and this is going to get interesting. And I've said this before, like you were talking about, you just start bobbing to it. You start bobbing to the music. You know, again, you don't consciously think to do it. You just start doing it, right? Cut open a human brain. There's no part of the brain for the mind. There's no part of the brain for the conscious, the subconscious, or imagination. So it's almost like we're an antenna connected to like a higher power, you know? And this is why I always say, inshallah, because I really don't know 
how many of the thoughts in your head are actually your own. Because again, there's no part of the human brain for the mind, the conscious, subconscious and imagination. And if people think that's crazy, how are you watching this? It's frequencies through the air, an antenna, and you're now watching me in the past and you're perceiving it as live through your phone. So it's not woo-da-da-da garbage. When you start bobbing to that music, when you, know, when, you, when you took that guy in the 50s I was talking about who had his family and then he's given 50 cent music telling him to shoot people and he starts bobbing, whose thoughts are that in your head? Are they mm. your own? You know, here's a way I'll put it, and I've used this before. You drink alcohol, you're in a nightclub, you drink, and then you start getting thoughts coming into your head. You don't consciously think them, saying, fornicate with that mm. Gorlock the Destroyer over there, the, the fat woman. I've never done that myself. I never stooped that low, right? But I know guys do, right? The, the whale the whale in the miniskirt over there, it's half two now. Mug. Yeah, it's half two now. Mug. You need to get something. And then the bouncer who's six foot eight, who could kill you if he wanted to, you now want to fight him. Whose thoughts are that in your head? Are they your own thoughts? Because you don't logically mm. discern the whale that's come out of the ocean and put a miniskirt and makeup on, you want to sleep with her. You don't logically think of it because in the morning you're disgusted. The bouncer who could batter you, you want to fight him. These thoughts just come to you. And I ask, whose thoughts are they? I don't think they're your own. I think they're Shaitan. And how did he get into your head? Because you gave him consent with alcohol. When you look, and I, I'm going to bring this up because I know you specialize in this. When you look at pornography, um, and you notice when you come off it, your brain rewires and like all the old things that you used to find attractive, you're like, what? what is that? You know, you're repulsed by it. Whose thoughts are in who whose thoughts are that in your head? The things that, that turn you on when you're watching that stuff compared to when you're not? It's just a response. You don't consciously think like you, you we look at a woman, we don't consciously go, hip to waist ratio, um chance of you just get aroused. You're just like, yeah. It just happens. It's a physical response to stimulation. The things that you're aroused by when you engage in xena and pornography, you don't find them arousing when you're off them. Whose arousal? Is it? Is it yours? Because I don't think it is. I think it's Shaitan, and I think you give him consent to start planting thoughts in your head when you engage in this stuff, you know? And I think the alcohol one's a perfect analogy. As soon as you're done with drinking, you don't want to fight that bouncer. You don't want to sleep with um, the whale. But when you're you on the You don't even want to be there, bro. You don't want to be there. I used to work in a nightclub, and I think this is what put me off them. And uh, for the nightclubs, look at nightclubs, right? And I, this came to my attention a week ago. Nightclubs are an industry, because we know this, if women stopped going to nightclubs, guys wouldn't go. No guy wants to pretend to bob, no guy <laughs> likes dancing, I don't want to stand there going, yeah, yeah, let's have fun. The only reason guys go to nightclubs is because women go, right? The only way the nightclub industry can exist, and people don't even realize this because I think they're blinded by their sin, and I never realized it, and since I've cut that out, I can see it as clear as day. The nightclub industry can only exist if you turn mothers, daughters, wives, and sisters into whores. And that's completely normal now. Because like I said, guys wouldn't go to nightclubs if women didn't. So, like these things, like they're just... I had a train of thought there, and I can't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, 
You know what I mean? You get right. Can I quickly up to the toilet? By the way, I've been I've been doing a water Please, fast. Go, go ahead. Please, bro. Been, let's go ahead. do an admission, bro. Please. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing a water fast, and everything I'm drinking is just going You're good, through. Bro. So I'll be like two minutes, right? Yeah, do course, bro. Perfect, perfect. Big things take time. Right, that's me back. Uh, well, actually, me set up some lights here, so it's uh, a little more prop. talking about the trinity and how it's really true let's be honest right jesus peace be upon him said forgive them father they don't know what they do he prayed right but he was actually praying to himself you might think right now that you're watching three guys on a podcast you're not we're all one i am angel and he is uh fayad we're all the same so let's be real now, right? You know, there's a lot of people that actually believe this, right? It's crazy, eh? What a hell to die on as well. I don't know, man. It's very crazy. Some people believe that, like, I am you and you are me, and that every religion is correct. Do you want me to give you my quick summary of that? So I've been looking into the um, prophecies 
that will occur when the Dajjal returns, right? Now, wouldn't it be convenient if the, and a lot of them are coming true, when you, there was one specific one which was crazy, it was like, the, when, the, when the end times come and the Dajjal returns, women will be clothed yet unclothed at the same time. And then you look at like leggings and yoga pants and stuff, right? And what they wear nowadays, they in essence are naked. Wouldn't it be convenient if you were the Dajjal returning, if you could convince the second largest religion on the planet that God could take the form of man? Do you see? If you were the Dajjal and you wanted to stray people away from Allah in the true path, it would be convenient when you were on your way if the second largest religion on the planet believed that God could take the form of man, you know? Mm. I think that's mm. what it is, because it makes no logical sense to me at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, what a hell to but, die on as well, you know? It's just yeah, stupid. I, it all goes back to what we said, that someone else is in control, or some yeah, others are in control here. Because you see what's going on, and we go back to the thing that we said in the beginning, where we as humans, we are emotional beings. We function off emotion. And you, when you look at Christians, you give them the logic, and it's they don't accept it. And they're blind to the logic. Just recently, there was this one Christian YouTuber, his streamer, his name is a Young Don. And, and when he first reverted to Christianity, bro, I'm sure you saw it. He was all about it. He was real passionate. And, you know, may Allah bless him for that passion that he has. May Allah guide him. But after a while, he started to see himself that the Trinity is not real. That there is no mention of the Trinity. There's no mention. It once in the Bible. It's, it, it's not. Bro, it's not mentioned the Holy Spirit or uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, as being the creator. But it mentions the Father as the creator many, many times within the Bible. So he's seeing that, and then by his own logical deduction, when he speaks what he is finding, he starts being castrated for it. He starts being put down, uh, dare I say, canceled, bro. Just because he's speaking logic, he's seeing the reality of it. But people, are they don't accept that. Because they are coming from an emotional place. And this is where, again, you have to take a step back. And if someone is acting from an emotional place, you're very easy to control. If you're yeah, acting from an emotional it's interesting. place. It's interesting. Like, if I had a conversation, because I was very tempted to go on, like, David Wood's show, because he just irritates me. If I asked him, who did Jesus pray to? He can't tell the truth and answer it honestly. Like, it's so it's ridiculous, like... Forgive them, fat. So, so allegedly, Jesus impregnated Mary with himself. God impregnated Mary with himself to give birth to himself, to then pray to himself, to fulfill himself. Um, he then sacrificed himself to himself to then turn back the kingdom that he gave himself to himself to sit at the right-hand side of himself. It's just stupid. And if I asked David Wood, who did Jesus pray to? And this is something I want to give people. And this is what I've discerned logically myself. And I wrote it down and I can remember it off by heart. If you engage with someone and they do the following four things, they try to subvert. And I think the, the Trinity is subversion because it's become, he with no sin cast the first stone, I'm saved. So I'm David Wood. I can sit there and go, you, 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 you. But I'm already saved because I accept Christ. The second one is lying. Lying's clear. Who did Jesus pray to? If you can't answer that, you're lying. 
shaming. They try shaming, gaslight you and go, you're crazy, you don't know. And then the other one is victimhood, where they act like a victim because if you're the victim, you can do no wrong. And there's a certain, uh, I don't want to get you banned. There's a, a group of people now who are eternal victims who do a lot of bad things, but they can't be questioned because they're victims, right? But like the the, the Trinity thing, um, yeah, it's not mentioned once in the Bible. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um and a hell to die on, given the times, is theological debate over something so tedious, what you really want to be doing now when the fourth biggest career choice for women in the West is OnlyFans and you want to sit in your seat day, um, uh, and, and just talk about how Jesus was God and condemn people. It's just stupid. It's just dumb. It was the Council of Nicaea that came up with it. It was a man interpretation, you know? Yeah. Like the Council of Nicaea, I think it was 60 to 40, came up with the interpretation of Jesus as God. In my opinion, all I think Christianity is nowadays is I think it's low-status men who want power, they want influence, and they want women, um, and they can't get it. This is why they're always in my comment section, because if they were competent, they wouldn't be in my comment section, and they would be doing things like, I don't know, building Christian social media, but they don't because they're incompetent. So if you're an incompetent male and you want to attain power, hide behind the church. He, you, you're saved. You're already saved, so just condemn, condemn, condemn. And if anyone attacks you back, you're the victim because you're fighting for Christ. You know, it's 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 completely inverted, in my opinion. And as well, when you make Jesus God, what you're saying, in essence, is that no matter... So God created the laws of the world, what to follow. He created man, yet men with sin killed him. So if you're a young child and you see, okay, so God who created these laws, he still didn't... The, the men who didn't follow them still had more power to kill them. So why would you follow the laws? Do you see the trick? It's a spell. You go into a Christian church, a young kid goes into a Christian church, Jesus, peace be upon him, walked around with a whip. He walked around with a whip. He wasn't a punk. He didn't, you know what I mean? He was a man. He was a, he was a, a prophet. So every time you see Jesus now, he's just dead on a cross. If Jesus got the electric chair or he was hung, would you walk into a church and see him hanging there? No. You know what I mean? It's stupid. And um, what mm. does that do to a child's head? When you go into the Vatican, the man who killed Jesus with the... The man who killed him, can't remember his name. It was something spear or something, long spear or something. You go into <laughs> the Vatican, you go into the Vatican, that guy's statue is massive. He's ripped. He's all strong. So if a kid goes in and he goes, Dad, who's that? Who's that ripped guy that everyone thinks is so cool? He's the guy that killed God. And then who's that guy on the cross covered in blood who's dead and defeated? Oh, that's the guy who you should live like. He's God. What does that do to a kid's head, you know? Mm. Again, no false idols. This is one of the Christians, David Wood. I'd be happy to come on and discuss this if you'd like, if you're listening, because you probably are. Um, <laughs> No false, no, not no false idols, um, no graven images. There's no images of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. But every church you go into, Jesus, who again says in the Bible, no, no graven images, they've, they've in essence sexualized Jesus. You go into a church and he's ripped and he's there with his long hair, even though Jesus said men shouldn't have long hair. It's a just contradiction, 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 contradiction. Mm -hmm won't talk about that you ask them who did jesus pray to they go i don't know i don't think it's their thoughts in their head like we said earlier i think it's shaitan you know yeah I, I think most christians wouldn't actually believe if you told them that the first picture of jesus peace be upon him supposedly 
was the depiction of Leonardo DiCaprio's not 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 first. Da Vinci, bro, not DiCaprio. My bad. <laughs> hey, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but, hey, no, no shots fired at Leonardo DiCaprio, buddy. Uh, DiCaprio yeah. goes for young women, not hey. men. Yeah, no, but uh, know, Da Vinci. Actually. It was uh, his gay lover. That this yeah, was yeah, the yeah. depiction, his the painting of his gay lover, and here you have like millions of people looking at this picture of the gay lover and they they think that he is uh jesus or they think that he is god it's just stupid man it says no graven images in the bible so why is jesus why why do you go on netflix and you see the chosen and some actors now jesus it's just stupid man like, they don't listen yeah, like yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a funny one in my opinion you know it doesn't make it well it does make logical sense because if you were the dajjal and you wanted to return you would probably want people to think that god could take the form of man you know, it would be quite convenient yeah, yeah. for a for a uh, a false messiah. You know, because yeah. these these things don't make any sense logically. And again, it's just like it's not a hill I'd like to die on. In these times, I think there's as as guys we have hierarchies of needs. You know, and things that need to get done. So, for example, if your if your house is being invaded, you're not going to go paint a painting. You're going to deal with your house being invaded. So while all the things are going on in the West, is sitting in my this is for everyone watching this who does this. Is sitting in my comment section or the three Muslims comment sections really the battle that you want to engage in at this moment in time? I don't think it is, but I know the reason you do it is because you can't do anything because you don't even follow your own book. And that's why they don't have the strength to stand up to things like the LGTV or the usury. Usury is outlawed in the Bible. It's the number one sin, yet the entire financial system in America is based on usury. So if, if you don't have the strength to defend yourself against that, why not just create something like the Trinity so you can argue till the cows come home because you can't do anything else, you know? Yeah, I mean, with all this being said, man, it just kind of brings everything into clarity on that the biggest challenge for Dawah is to bring people from this delusional, emotional state into a logical frame. Because the moment someone can get into this logical state, they will see 100% that Islam is the truth. Yeah, and when you see that Islam is the truth, once you see the truth, you will see that everything else is not the truth by default. Right? You can't have you can't have 100 truths, 2,000 truths, 1 million truths. No, you have one objective truth. Yeah. And then when you start to see the Dajjal's plan, you start yeah. to see that it's all about division, not unity division because divided we fall yes exactly together yeah. together we rise divided we fall yeah. so if you start to see that this is the plan of the dajjal if you start to see that then you understand that every other thing that's being presented that is not logical that is not pointing to the objective truth is by default false where you have these things where it's like oh every single religion is true are you serious if okay so you have a religion that's saying that um there is no god then you have a religion saying that God is three and one. Then you have a religion saying that we are God. Then you have a religion saying that, no, there's thousands of gods. Then you have a religion saying that, no, there's only one God. So which one is true? If they're all true. Was it King James's truth? King James, who wrote the Bible, which is now the main one that people buy, was one of the most sinful kings in history. And he wrote a Bible and no one questioned it. Right. 
Like, is King James God? Like, you know what? They're blinded by their sin. And I'm glad you pointed that out, the divided, uh, divided we fall, united we stand thing. Because this is why all the propaganda... Because if you read the Bible, not the parts that Paul wrote, because, again, like, okay, this is one for the Christians, David Wood, I'm happy to come on. Um, Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus with no witnesses. Paul was four foot six, which doesn't sound very... Um, good to me because uh, men who lack in departments try and make up for it in other ones. Um, he was four foot six. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus. As he was on the road to Damascus, he was actually going to murder Christians. And Jesus came to him with no witnesses after saying he wouldn't come back and made him an apostle, even though Jesus said there would be no more apostles. No more apostles, right? And then he wrote 80% of the New Testament. He's the guy that brought in the you're already saved. Jesus died for your sin. Jesus died for me so I can watch X videos. That's not how it works, right? But if you actually follow the teachings of Jesus, right, and you're a, a, a Christian in that sense, there needs to be a unity between, and I know I can attack the churchians, I like to make that distinction, um, between Christian and churchian. And I just think there's a, a massive swaying nowadays where people don't follow the Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, peace be upon him. They just condemn people and say they're saved. But the reason all this propaganda was required to get a Christian country to go bomb Afghanistan, Iraq and Iran is because you don't realize how similar they are. The Bible and the Quran, I think they're very similar. I just think the Quran is the truth. I don't think it was written by man. You know, I don't think it had any man interpretation. Oh, how dare you? The word Bible was never mentioned once in the Bible. Who wrote it? You can't name the person. I think it was Rome. And that's why the propaganda was required. You know, they couldn't... If it, if the propaganda wasn't required, that would mean there would be a difference in ideology. I don't think there is to a huge extent. And that's why they required all the propaganda to go to get Christians to go bomb um, Muslim countries overseas, you know? So, so yeah, I would say that. Um, and, and like you said with the Dawa thing, and I've came to this realization as well, and I think this is something I learned being in the West, because I always would scream at the top of my lungs, and I went nuts for a bit, to be fair, because I just couldn't understand why people didn't care. And then I realized you can't really convince people to do anything. And there's a, there's a stat that is, and I, I don't know the numbers exactly, but it's when people are presented data which contradicts their current beliefs, they actually become more steadfast in their beliefs, which is why you can go to a church here and just say, who did Jesus pray to? And they get more and more into it. So what you have to do is stick to your deen, stand strong in the face of haram, and bear the fruits of that life. And if you take, for example, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, if he said all the things he said, but he didn't do what he did, I don't know how, I'm trying to get my point across, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I can't think of a better way to articulate this. But if if the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, say he didn't follow anything he said, and he was just indulgent, and he lived like the average man in the West, he was lustful, degenerate, would people have listened to his message? They wouldn't have. But because he was an example, he then became a leader. And I always make this distinction. I never want to be a leader. I just want to be an example. But what happens is when you're so strong with your deen and you're so strong in the face of haram and you start to bear the fruits of that, and you'll know this, 
when guys quit things that are bad for them, like I always say to guys when they come to me, how do I make money? How do I have more energy? How do I stop procrastinating? As if they can just get those things. I tell them, stop watching porn. As soon as you do that, unlimited energy, unlimited focus, unlimited drive. If you can stay strong in the face of haram and become the example for people, they will start following you. If these, if, like that young guy, like me, like me, young people in the West who are confused, who might be Christian, but don't know what to do, if they look out and see Muslim communities standing strong, having families, being halal, not cucking, they're then going to follow you, you know? They're then going to follow you. So that's my advice to people with regards to dawah, is um, you can't really tell people to do anything. You can only really, in my opinion, um, help them or inspire them. And that's how I think the, the battle for the next however long, I think that's how it's going to operate. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but that's how I perceive it. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you lead by example, and then you only speak when they come to you asking you a question. Exactly. Yeah, it requires their consent, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly, because if if you're just trying to like go at it with them, well, then it's just the ego. You know, they're not going to accept it. Their 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 emotion is basically blinding them, and this is why I just want to give you a fair warning with this whole. David Wood, Apostate Prophet, and all this stuff, man. They're not worth yeah, the I time agree. or the day. Because, I bro, agree. it's like these people, these people, they've already been dismantled by people of knowledge. And yeah. once they've been dismantled by people of knowledge, it's like, okay, that's it. Like, it, it's done. It, what's done is done. So anything else they're bringing to the table now, it's really, it's feeble. Yeah, It's not something that can be backed. And then what, what do they try to do? They try to get at people who... Uh, maybe don't have that much knowledge, maybe are just fresh onto the dean. And it's all ego. It's all ego. If you were to strip them away yeah, of the exactly. money that they're getting from their, their Patreon supporters or from the, the YouTube views and stuff like this, would they still be doing what they're doing? No, not a chance. They're like vampires, in my opinion. And I made this this distinction earlier with the fact that I'm not, I'm not attacking anyone in specific, but as a pattern I've recognized is they're low-status men who want power, but aren't capable of attaining it so they hide behind we're already saved condemn 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 um i think they're vampires and the only way they can extract from you is through your attention so what would be more fruitful me going on his show and asking him who did jesus pray to who did jesus pray to oh how dare you how dare you you don't know like that's a waste of my time i'm going to be annoyed at the end of it i could have spent that time doing something so uh, I, was, I had a, a thought there. I can't remember what it was. Bro, and ultimately, whatever you say on the video that you do with him, he's going to twist it. He's going to twist it and make it seem as though you were the stupid one and you didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, that's what I said earlier stuff. about that, that checklist of things. Shame. They always try to gaslight you. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll shame you and try and make you look crazy. This is why I don't look at comment sections anymore. So my I, I when I first started uploading, and I would say... My ratio of positive to negative comments is about 99.7%, something, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, and it's always ironic because all the guys in my comment sections, they're anonymous. So I'll be like Muhammad, and he'll be like, Oh, great video, man. I was struggling with this. I've had guys message me saying they've took their shahada because of me, and that, um, the what I've said brought light to the things that they were confused about. And it'll be like, you know, uh, Muslim name, Muslim name, Muslim name, and then it'll just be like James, 
and he'll be like, you, sir, you're going to hell, you're evil, and I'm like, what are you doing, right? But I realized as well, with regards to like, if you were to go into David Wood's stream, it's just a waste of time. And what is the motivation behind that? Well, in my opinion, it would be vanity on my part because I'd want to school him. And this is why I, I've got a point to make here. It might take a while to get to it. But the reason I don't look at comment sections anymore is because, and like I was saying earlier, with the they have to make you do it to yourself. If I go through my comment sections and I'm enjoying all the praise I get, and obviously it's not my motivation, but of course when people are complimenting you, you, you like it. So if I go through my comments and people are being like, great video, great video, great video. And then I see you're going to hell, you're... Yeah. And now I'm annoyed and it gets in my head. How dare you, the Trinity, right? That annoys me. But how did it get to me? Because I wanted the praise. And I think pride and praise and fear are just two wings of the same bird. And they're illusions. It doesn't, whether someone likes me or they don't agree with me, doesn't change who we are as people. And it's like two wings of the same bird that's flying in a direction which is taking you off the path, you know? So with regards to arguing with people about dumb stuff, there is no point. You will know them by their fruits. If you really believe what you think and think they're wrong, live your life the way that you would argue it. Let them live the life that they would argue it and see who's in a better position in 10, 20 years time. That's the way to go in my opinion. Bro, this reminds me of the one verse in the Quran where uh, Allah is talking about the people. I'm not going to say the name, but Allah is talking about the people who are claiming certain things. And then Allah is telling Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, to basically tell them to wish for death if what they say is true, but that they will never wish for death because they know that what, what they're saying it's just, it's not real. Yeah, 100%. That's a big distinction that uh, that has changed for me recently. Is um, I, and it's not unlike, and people called me, I posted this on my Instagram because I do have a tendency just as a young guy who isn't castrated to get, you get aggressive at things. Like when things annoy you, you know what I mean? And I posted something the other day and I took it down quickly and it was along the lines of if, if I got my hands on like the CEO of Pornhub or something, right? And I think that makes logical sense. Molesting children and turning your daughters into to, to horse through human trafficking. I think that makes logical sense. Um, but the vengeance isn't mine. All I could do is hurt the flesh. And that isn't what matters. And before anyone goes, oh, psycho, 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 you've been propagandized to think that through events that I'm not going to mention because I don't want to get you banned. What's more crazy? A young male who doesn't like children being molested, getting his hands on someone who does it and not taking kindly to it, or signing up for the US military to go bomb people and shoot people in farms you don't know overseas so you can get employment. You know, people, people don't realize how programmed they are, man. Like, they don't realize it. But the distinction I've made is this thing, these things are not in my hands. It's all, like, like you said, what, what's worse for them? Being, being hurt physically in this world or waiting till Allah sees them again in the hereafter. And that's a big distinction that's changed for me. Because obviously as a young guy, you see all this and you're like, go to war, go to war, just burn it all ground. But it's not in your hands. Mm. And that, that's liberating in my opinion. You know? Well, now that I'm thinking about this, literally when you take a step back from everything that we were talking about, you get away from the programming. And when you get away from all the programming, 
your mind starts to become very clear and the truth becomes evident and you start to be I want to say guided, but I didn't say I can't say that because a lot of guides, we will, and some people just, unfortunately, they're not going to be guided. Not because God doesn't want to guide them, because, well, it's it's their own doing. It's by their own hands. But I remember when I did the Dopamine Detox, you know, long story short, I cut everything out. So all the programming was completely wiped away. And I remember feeling that pull to read the Quran and not understanding why I felt that pull. And then doing the same thing, like several months later, having the same exact feeling, ended up reading the Quran and it's like instantly, it just instantly clicked and it all made sense. Yeah, big time. You know what I mean? This is, I say this to people a lot and I'm going to give more advice because I, I don't know. Um, this is all my, that goes on in my head during the day. But like you said there, if so, because I got a lot of messages from guys asking about things like productivity and money and stuff, right? We do not exist in a vacuum. Oh, NASA, how dare you, the Trinity. We don't exist in a vacuum. So uh, uh, an hour has to be full of something. An hour can't be empty, right? So a minute always has to be full of something. We don't exist in a vacuum. If you want to add things like reading the Quran, reading, working, building a business, creating ideas, have doing things that are fruitful, you can't just cram more into that hour. You first have to take out the poison which is filling it, the illusions that are filling it. Um, so you have to, if you want to fill a bucket with water, you can't just pour water in when it's already full. You have to take it out. And if you try and just actively do things like read the Quran, you're, it's almost like you're pulling against resistance. And I can prove this because if you took a caveman for like four, I don't know, ten thousand years ago, and said. You with your infected ankle who's going to die in a month chasing a saber-toothed tiger who hasn't eaten in a week, you can sit in a nice warm air-conditioned room with nice clothes and read a book. He would go, ooga booga, yes, 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 right? The reason you find it hard is not because it is hard. It's because of the resistance to the life that you actually live on, the uh, your average lifestyle. The reason you find things like reading the Quran difficult and focusing hard is not because it's hard in and of itself. It's because your typical minute and your typical hour is already full of things which are pulling at that. It's creating resistance. So how are you going to focus on things that are fruitful and positive if at the back of your mind you could get the same dopamine through TikTok for free? If you first want, if you want to apply... The best form of attack is defense. And if you want to add new fruitful things into your life, you first have to take out the haram. And that's probably the, the main teaching point with Islam and why I love it so much is because it stops that, you know? Like you can't, here's one, here's one that I, could, I can prove again. Um, and I keep bringing this up because I know you know about it as well. Um, a lot of it's just a physical response. So if you look at the, the pornography side of things, right? You can watch pornography and you can get erectile dysfunction. You can then want to go and have a family with your wife, but you physically can't get an erection because you have a physical response to the haram in your life. If you want to go have a family with a woman, you can't just make it happen. There has to be a sacrifice. The word sacrifice originates from the word, the two words sacrifaca in Latin, and the word sacrifice the word sacrifice originations were to give unto God to receive again. So if you want good things to come into your life, you can't just make them happen. Something has to go first, if you know what, I'm, if you know what I mean. Do you get where I'm going from? That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting, bro. That's very interesting. 
Like if you, if you want to focus, like I can sit in my chair and work for 14 hours a day. It's not because I have willpower and I just want it. That's a marketing ploy to get people to buy you courses. It's disrupt, intrigue, click. Shame you, you're a failure, you need to buy my course to solve your problem. I can do this because my head isn't full of song lyrics, I don't have my phone in my room, and I don't overstimulate my brain with haram things. So I can just do it. If I tried to do that while I was still engaging in this sort of stuff, I wouldn't be able to. So the best form of attack is defense. And if you want to add new things to your life, you first have to give up the haram, sacrifice, give unto God to receive again, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and Allah says in the Quran, if you give something up for, actually, I don't think it's in the Quran, I think this is in the Hadith, where if you give something up for the sake of Allah, then Allah will replace it with something far better. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of this thing I realized a long time ago, where if you're trying to be more mindful, if you're trying to be more present, it all starts in the little moments. And you like, if, if you are, let's say you're on, I don't know, YouTube. And then out of nowhere, you start scrolling and you're mindlessly scrolling, you're mindlessly consuming. Like what makes you think that an hour from now, two hours from now, you're going to be mindful and you're going to be present if in that moment. You were not. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to do something right. And I want someone to verify this in the chat. I'm going to do maths, right? I think off the top of my head, and this is how I look at the world is that you shouldn't see things as minor indulgences. You should see them as your personality. And if you allow it, you're that type of person. So I don't tolerate TikTok because where do you draw the line? An hour, two hours, three hours? It's either there or it's not. If you look at the world as, as a day is actually your entire life because it's a cyclical pattern. And I think this is the I think the number is close and I want someone to verify this in the chat. If you take an hour of your day and times it by 70 across 70 years, if I get this right, right? Um, I think it would. I think it's something. It would be something like twenty five thousand two hundred and twenty or something hours. So when you actually spend an hour on TikTok a day, you're actually wasting over the course of your life because if you allow it, you allow it all the time. You're actually allowing twenty five thousand two hundred hours to go to waste. So don't see things as a a one off. See them as what you just are. You know. Can someone verify if that's the correct number? Because if it is. There you go. You'll know them by their fruits. But yeah, look at it as a as a habit. It's your personality. Are you the type of person who um who allows it, you know? But um again two thousand two hundred and two thousand five hundred and fifty hours. I was close, right? See? Um but yeah, don't see it as a one off. See it as are you the type of person who allows it? It's your personality, it's your character. You either allow it or you don't. Draw a line in the sand. Because when you waste an hour, you're actually wasting thousands over the course of your life. So, so yeah, 2,550, 200 off. Is my connection gone? Can you hear us, bro? Yeah, yeah I can hear. I think I think only on hell, yeah. Yeah. There's no connection. There we go. We got him. Yeah, I can hear you now. That's we gotta crazy. Get so how many days is it? How many days would that be? I have no idea. Uh, if you just divide it by 24, does someone have the actual number like pulled up on their phone or something? 
Well, it's 25,550 hours, as people are saying in the chat. And if you divide that by 24. About a thousand days, bro. Yeah. And look at the 10,000 hour rule. 10,000 hour rule. If you, you become a master at something in 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. That hour you spend, and this is how I get so much done. So over the past few weeks, I'm, I'm creating a Muslim version of the war room. I'm creating my own social media. I'm creating a course like you're doing on how to quit xenon pornography. I'm doing another one. I'm writing a book. I'm doing all this stuff. And it's because if you allow an hour of your day to go to waste, you're letting so much go on. So if you look at the 10,000 hour rule, which is how you become world class at something through 10,000 hours of repetition, you could have become in that time you spend on TikTok over the course of your life for an hour, you could have become a world class piano player, a world class, I don't know, musician, um, athlete. And you could have become a semi-world-class writer. The, you know, look at it that way, in my opinion. So, so yeah, 1,604 days, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, but, again, why are these things free? These things are free because they want you doing that, you know? In my opinion. Yeah. That's very crazy, bro. Man, it's been very real. It's been very real, bro. Yeah, it's okay. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta have you back, bro, for part two. Maybe even yeah, part 100%. three. Part three, bro. This is the second time. There's no, there's no way we can get everything in in one stream. But look, no, no, no. I thought, um, like, isn't part three just part one? What part is the Holy Ghost, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll definitely come back on it, sir. It's been great. And I think next time I come on, we can talk about the, um, the positive sides of things. But I think mm. with the audience you guys have... I think it had to be more of not doom and gloom one because again no one can make you do these things, but certain things had to be addressed. Um, but next mm. time I'm on, we can we can talk about more positive things. But I think uh, it's been great, nevertheless. Yeah. You know, mashallah. Shalom. I do have. I think the last thing. Yeah. I do oh, have. Oh, I think we both we, got. We, we both got one question. I, we both we we get one pass each. Yeah, go for it, man. Go my, for it. My last question for you today, bro, Michael, is gonna be. What would is is it Michael or Matthew? Correct me. It's a Matthew. 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 Okay. So Matthew, my last question for you today would be, what was your favorite verse of the either Quran or favorite Hadith or something about Islam that stuck out until today? It's one of your favorite things about being a Muslim. I'll give you a Hadith, and I'm gonna paraphrase it—not paraphrase it, but the story. And the one I liked a lot and it resonated a lot with me was the story when the Mongols came into Baghdad. You know what I'm on about. Um, when the Mongols conquered Baghdad when the Islamic Empire had become remarkably rich. Mm. Um, and I, I, I say this a lot and I'll say it again. That I don't think... So now the, the idea of success is material. You want to become a millionaire, you want the girls, etc. And I always say the game never changes because I'm already mentally preparing for this. If Dowagram goes off, there's a good chance I could end up with a nine-figure net worth. But nothing changes. So if you're a... a, a I'll get back to my point about the, the Hadith because it ties into this. If you're a... If you're a lonely guy and you have impulses of lust, you have impulses of sloth, you have impulses of, of bad people around you, when you're a loser guy, low status, your lustful temptations will be... Instagram thoughts and pornography. Mm -hmm. Your bad environment will be um, friends who just want to go drinking and take drugs. Losers. Your sloth would be you scroll on TikTok all day. 
Now, say you sacrificed them and you became a wealthy man. The, the, the temptation doesn't go away. Shatan doesn't leave you alone. He just changes face. And um, what would occur then is the lust would go from pornography addiction and it would go to haram woman on a Dubai billionaire's boat. Mm. And if you don't get that in check, you end up like Jeff Bezos or something. The bad friends around you go from losers who you want to medicate your pain with by taking drugs and drinking and it goes to um, people doing mountains of snow on, uh, at some rich place because you feel important and then the sloth <laughs> goes from TikTok it goes to you want to drive your supercars around and flex and you put your business on the side and it crumbles so nothing changes and if you look at the story of when the Mongols conquered Baghdad once the Islamic Empire had become remarkably rich it was said I believe that one Mongolian woman could go into a house of 50 Muslim men and take them all out because they'd become so rich and lazy and sedated, you, you know? Um, so that rings a lot. And you can see that in the West now. What do you think's happening? These big empires become so rich and indulgent that they can't defend themselves from anything. How do you think the LGTV thing's conquered everywhere? It's the same thing that happened in that. And my favorite verse, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but it made a lot of sense, and I want to make a point about this as well. And I, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's along the lines of, and I've been speaking to people about this a lot because this is a big topic. I know I get loads of messages about this. And it was, um, for, for, wicked women, for wicked men, there will be wicked women, and for righteous men, there will be righteous women. And there's a lot of fear, P-O-R-N, out there nowadays that all women are promiscuous, they're all thoughts. Again, who's, like the social media thing I talk, talked about That's earlier. Yeah, the, red, the MGTOW. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. MGTOW is dumb. But like I said, it's not organic. Like I said about the social media, you can create this false culture. Um, but there are halal women out there. Wicked men are for wicked women. And guys will say this all the time, and I realize this as well, and this is why this verse made so much sense to me. These guys in the West complain about promiscuous women. You find them in a nightclub or on Instagram. Righteous women aren't going to be posting stuff on Instagram and in nightclubs. Like You'll get with a woman in a nightclub sleep with her one night, and then six months down the line you find out she cheated on you in a nightclub. Righteous women are for righteous men, wicked women are for wicked men. So that's my two. I, I, I love reading the story about the, the Mongols in Baghdad, because that um, rings true nowadays, that when you become wealthy, the shaitan doesn't go away, he just changes the face. He'll attack your pride, he'll attack you through fornication, he'll attack you through... Nothing goes away, you know? I think in that hadith, it was uh, one of the Mongols said something along the lines of, why are you eating with a golden plate? You could have had 50 men with spears at your door. But what happens, like, look at America. You get so wealthy that you become so incapable of doing anything and you get conquered instantly. It's like men with empty stomach and empty stomachs and full balls conquer men with empty balls and full stomachs. You know, so mm. when, you, when you do inherit success, Sucks. don't put the dean to the side because nothing actually changes, you know. Mm. Yeah, abundance is actually the biggest test for a man. Yeah, I think it was um, one of the hadiths. It was uh, by Umar ibn Khattab. I think that's the correct way to say it. I'm not sure. Radiallahu anhu. <laughs> my bad. Radiallahu anhu. Jazakallah for the correction. And he said that I don't fear for you um, the fitness of like women or anything like this. But what I fear for you is that the doors to this dunya are opened. Mm. 
Yeah. And you have everything that you could have ever dreamed of. Yeah. Because it's, it truly is. When you have abundance, that's the biggest test. That's the biggest test. And Allah test. says it many, many times in the Quran where he gives the example of the people who are out at sea, they're in a boat and their ship is about to sink and they're, they're basically begging to Allah to save them, to get them out of this alive and that they would worship him and only, basically they worship him and associate no one with him in partners. But then the moment they get to see, then they start associating partners. And the way that they associate partners is not that, oh, you know, we, we came to land because of uh, the We lost them, boys. We lost Just them. Just like that. It's the Holy Spirit. Fuck for Allah, man. Guys, bear with the technical difficulties. Anil's not at home right now. He is currently in America. So there's a little bit of a lack of his setup and his current Wi-Fi. America does that to you, bro. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. But that's the thing. I've been... Um, I've been... Um, Striked twice under 20k. Like they'll just, uh, I know it's obviously not that, but um, they'll get you if they want to get you, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, someone just said, Is Lord Bear's heat on too high? I'm sunburnt, is what it is. Never get sunny out in Scotland, and when it does, I turn into a tomato. So that's all <laughs> it is. That's why I look red. I think that's him. Someone asked, Where do you think you can find Halal Partners? Um, they'll find you. Exactly. They'll find you. And if they are someone you can find, um, anyone can find them. So I'm probably mm. going to get married next year. Oh, shit, right? Don's working hard on this one, bro. Oh, no, yeah. Big <laughs> time, man. Big time. Uh, like, Andrew T- like Andrew T says, bro, the Matrix is attacking. <laughs> oh, big time. Man. Big time. Uh, yeah, no, uh, But um, with regards to what... Um, you just said, yeah, they, they, you don't find them, they find you. And I'm not being funny. Uh, I sound like a, like a, I sound arrogant saying this, but um, if you're not a completely useless idiot nowadays, there's a massive surplus of good women to good men. Like, mm. if you look at the average male nowadays, they're incompetent. Yeah. Um, so if you just yeah. do things that are good, you know, like I, if you do things that are good, they'll find you. Like, the woman that I'm probably going to marry next year, the way she found me was so. she made she 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 had an Instagram with like ten followers, and then messaged me. And because I'm not a lustful guy, I actually replied to her going, "Thank you, brother. We will win this war." Because I don't <laughs> check their accounts, right? And then before you know it, it's like you found a halal woman who's on your side. You're not going to find those girls in a nightclub. You're not going to find it. them on Instagram. You know Money. they are there. Wicked yeah. women are for wicked men. If you're a lustful guy, yeah. you'll just attract the same. They are out there. So you better hurry up before I get them all. Are we, are we invited to the nikah, bro? Yeah, 100%. Everyone's invited, man. It's going to be No, 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 bro. Just, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to you and the lady and just family, bro. Yeah, big time. Big time. Um, but yeah, you're not going to find those girls on um, on Tinder or even Muzzmatch, something like that. If they're, adver- if they're out there posting themselves, they're advertising themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Means they they Jesus. means they have male attention on a pedestal, and that's not MGTOW. It's just is what it is. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they'll find you, and the way you get them to find you is you go do things. You don't sit and watch red pill dark videos about how all women are demons. Like <laughs> go do something. Yeah, you know and I mean? let's let's put a disclaimer out there that people don't go and do this 
just for the sake of getting a woman. Like, if you're going to develop yeah. yourself, if you're going to have purpose, <clears throat> you're going to do something. I'm glad like you pointed that out. Yeah. You know, like, don't do not do it just so you can yeah. get a halal team. Do it because, you know, you're trying to actually do Allah's work here. You're trying to do mm-hmm. your part before yeah, your exactly. time expires here. Yeah, and then 100%. All- oh, he's going again. Matrix has attacked 2.0. His Matrix is attacking. It's David Wood. David Wood's been hired by the big boys. But um, I'll, I'll take what he said and run with it. Um, um, as I was saying... Uh, he was saying don't do it for a woman and I can verify that because like I don't check their accounts when they message me so the woman that I'm probably going to marry when she messaged me because I don't look because I don't care because I'm not doing it for that I said thank you brother we will win the war inshallah and she was like no I'm actually a girl so if you don't do it for a woman they're just a um, I don't know I can't explain it I think uh, you bro, bro, stop, simply put a lot of them in your life you just you're yeah, just exactly. on the path towards attaining the love and pleasure of Allah there's yeah. no the, the question is is fallible in and of itself where do you find good women it's like bro you could be in the perfect places where you would seemingly find a halal Muslim that's on point but then if Allah doesn't will you're not going to get it if you're just wasting your life being degenerate but if yeah, you're, you're you're living a life of you know doing Allah's work like we're talking about, but then you're in the most inopportune you know place where you don't expect anyone to be. Just like this brother was talking about getting a DM like that. It's like it's almost miraculous, not a coincidence, but it, it occurs in a way where you know it's from yeah. Allah. Yeah, yeah, big time, man. And me and her were actually talking about that because I know I said earlier about um, whose thoughts are in your head. So when you um, when you drink alcohol, thoughts come in your head that might not be your own. But mm-hmm. when you, so I, I'm not kidding, right? Oh, how dare you? I know the churches won't be able to relate to this, right? Because you're all geeks. We but, got boys. Um, I was prior, about to take me in, coach. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. But uh, what I was saying was, um, like I was saying earlier about how they can put thoughts in your head if you engage in haram. It's like shaitan gets control you can put, put thoughts in your head. And um, what happens when you give up haram for halal? I think... Um, you know, Allah or the, the angel, so to say, might start putting thoughts in your head. Because the way that me, me and her were talking about this, the way that we interacted after like the whole thank you brother thing, who's, whose thoughts are in there, whose thoughts are in whose head, you know, who decides to, to do these things. So I think there is a degree of divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, is that because I'm any better than anyone? No, I don't think so. I think it's because I went from un, unlimited haram women prior to Islam and overnight gave them all up. And then you give me, you make that sacrifice for the greater good, and you get rewarded with something good, you know. So this whole, this whole hopelessness um, of all women are promiscuous and MGTOW is just marketing. It's not real. There are good women out there. You just have to look for them. No, don't look for them. Go do things, and they'll go look for you. So that's that. Yeah. The closer we get to Allah, Allah will reward us in ways yeah. that we never thought possible. What do you exactly. say, sorry? I said dunya is going to be at your feet. Yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. Allah says in the Quran, bro, that if you chase the dunya, then you will have neither the akhirah or the dunya. <clears throat> but if you chase the akhirah, then you will have both the akhirah and yeah. the dunya. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, 100%. So, um, so yeah. Did you have a question, Angel? Yeah, man. I was going to ask you, how are you dealing with the tattoos? How are the, the Muslim brothers and sisters treating you with that? 
So I would say um, it's an interesting one. This oh, we didn't even cover Sharia law today, right? Which look, I would have Nikal with Sharia law. Easy, I love Sharia law, right? This is my favorite yeah. thing. And the good distinction about Sharia, and this is I'm going to tie this in with the tattoos, is the the public versus private. Where if you're mm. LGTV, if you're LGTV and you do that in your own closed doors, that's between you and Allah. But if you try to take that publicly and display it to people, offer R O O F, you know. And with the tattoos thing, when when I go to a mosque, I um I put a turtleneck on and I try to cover them because I don't want you know because like I said if you. If you're an example, you typically will become a leader and people will want to be like you. And I don't want young kids to hear what I'm saying and see tattoos on my hands and neck and stuff. So I cover them when I'm public. And if I go into a mosque, sorry. Um, in the future, I'm probably going to get the ones that can't be concealed taken off, like the neck, the hand. Mm-hmm. But a part of me kind of, and it's not ill-intented, it's not really through vanity, but the reason I would keep the ones that could be concealed is that I, I think that if there's a young guy like me out there who is thinking of Islam, but he's not sure if he'll be accepted, a part of me does kind of think if I have some that still remain, he'll be like, oh yeah, well if he was accepted, so will I. But as for, mm. in public, I conceal them when I go to a mosque, because I don't want to uh, set a bad example. And people can verify this, when I took my shahada... I was sweating buckets because I had this thick turtleneck that was covering everything. So, but that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Man, I didn't hear most of it, bro. My thing's been tripping, bro. Shaitan's really, really trying hard over here. No, I was just saying, um, when I go to a mosque and stuff, I cover them up because I don't yeah, like I, publicly I displaying them. Um, but in private, it's fine, you know? Alhamdulillah. Well, bro, I was going to tell you from my own experience, and this is very... Uh, politically incorrect as far as like maybe Islam goes because this is not I I can't give you sources for this This is just from my own experience so please you know take it as you will but the way I see is that there's a time and place for everything when you go to the masjid you want to cover up why because Mm -hmm. there's going to be little kids there's going to be little Muslims and you don't want to set the example for them when they look and they're like oh well if tattooing is haram, then why does he get to have tattoos? And mm. make them want to do the sins. But then there's also the situation where you're walking in public and someone sees you. Like, let's say yeah. you are with your wife. Like, let's say you get married, you're walking and your wife is a hijab. She's covered up. But you have your tattoos showing and someone stops you because they're so curious. Like, yo, this, this guy has tattoos and he's with this woman who's clearly a Muslim because she has the hijab. I'm just confused. Like, what is this? Like, what's going on? So it opens up a doorway for dawah that otherwise would not have been there. Yeah. Big so I, I, in my personal opinion, I do feel that there is a time and place for everything. So long as you have your intention in the correct place and you're using it in the right, in the right purpose. Yeah, 100%. So I'll probably get the ones on my neck because like the hand and the neck, I'm got, I've got to be honest with you. Um, it's just to try and attract women. Like the hand and the neck ones, right? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. You're you're trying to find a girlfriend, but they're all on OnlyFans. So you're like, if I get tattoos like Machine Gun Kelly or something, that you know what I mean? It's all it was all very shallow. Um, so the ones I can't conceal, I'm probably gonna get rid of. I think because, like I said, it's just more convenient. Um, but yeah, I I don't mind having some because, like I said earlier, if there's a guy like me who's considering Islam but he's not sure he's pure enough. If he sees that I still have some and he knows that he'll be accepted as well, 
that I think that can help with Dawa. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it eventually. Inshallah, man. May Allah make it easy for you. And just yeah. know that you're, you're not obligated to do so because Allah already, you know, he forgave us for Yeah, I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't get any on my face because I think if I had some on my face and then the Lord, I think that would have given people the Jal vibes, you know. <sighs> Bro, you know, now that, now that you say that, there's actually this one brother on YouTube, I think his, uh, Ibo. his Ebo, Ebo yeah. or something. He's actually trying to get the tattoos on his face removed. Yeah. So if, if people are watching and they want to help that brother out, I believe he was um trying to do like a little fundraiser to be able yeah. to get that. I think that'd be mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to help our brother in Islam to get rid of those tattoos if he wants. Yeah, to big time, man, big time. Um, and I think he mentioned it as well as he was fed up with looking like the Dajjal. <laughs> and I'm glad I never got any on my face because it would have looked quite bad, eh? But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%, bro. Well, bro... It has been truly blessed to have you on. I'm looking forward to the next time that we're all together. Inshallah, we'll have Rami as well. So yeah, we'll have four. Inshallah. Inshallah. And um, I think you only have Rami's contact. But if you want, or you have Fire, because I think you, you message him on Instagram. Yeah, we can make a group but chat. Let's yeah. make a group chat on like actual messages, because I don't really like spending too much time on uh, social media which is weird because I'm, I'm a influencer but oh i'm the same man i don't like it at all i don't like it at all um yeah. we'll do a whatsapp or something we'll get something sorted out and next time I'm on, next time i'm on we can talk about more positive things but i just think there's things i had to bring to people's attention regarding mm-hmm. today you know that was great it's gonna get, it's gonna get yeah. ugly before it gets pretty guys for sure yeah. I, I don't know but does it because i think your internal world is all that matters i think God, okay, give me a minute to, to say something. Mm-hmm. If you take four men, right, you t- and you, you'll know this, Angel, I'm going to use the same one I, I've been using all day, right? You take four men, you put one on cocaine, one on alcohol, one's a porn addict, and one's hungover, and you tell them, go speak in front of a thousand people and go ask a woman to be your wife. The, the, the cocaine addict's going to be like, yeah, go, 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 go. The porn addict's going to shit his... Oh, I swore I had a bet with someone. I shouldn't swear this stream. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, he doesn't see this. He's in the chat as well. I had a bet if I swore once today, I have to drop my motorbike off at his house for a month. Got right to the end, and he's in the chat. Um, but they're all going to have different perceptions of the challenge. It's like they project what's inside. Oh, I think the Matrix isn't real. I think the Matrix is inside. But then say, for example, <clears throat> you took four halal men, guys who are retaining whose heads aren't full of song lyrics, who aren't distracted, they're going to be excited. They're going to be like, go, 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 go. So things will only get bad if you choose for it to get bad. And I I heard a quote the other day, and it was, halal is halal no matter if nobody is doing it, and haram is haram no matter if everybody Mm. is doing it. And things will only get bad if you choose to. It doesn't matter how many people are doing bad things no one can force you to do anything you can and this is what i want to do with my platform is i want to um show people even in the what what seems to be the darkest time that you can still have a a a heavenly sort of life because you can and it's all down to the choices you make no one else can make you do it doesn't matter if everybody's engaging in haram if you don't you will um you'll be fine i don't mind it either because like if things keep getting bad it just means like competition gets less and less or something mm-hmm. you know um so there's always there's an equal and opposite reaction to things so don't worry about it um 
things will only get bad if you choose to. It doesn't matter how bad the world around you gets. If you keep your internal world pure, you'll be fine, you know? Alhamdulillah, bro. So, that's true. And I think he's back. Let's see. Here we go. Right on time, bro. Thank you, bro. Shaitan, man. The Matrix has attacked five times today, guys. Smash that Jeez. like button. What are we doing for y'all? And uh, Anho, bro, give a closing door if you want. I don't know the Arabic yet, so I'm not going to uh, say it.